0: Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Cole, Director of Public Affairs. We've just wrapped up the American Farm Bureau Federation Annual Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, and wanted to share some of the people that we spoke with while we were there. We're going to start off with one of our board members, Amy Jo Estes, who represents the South at Large region of our state. Then we're uh, going to talk with Spencer Tuma, our Director of National Legislative Programs, about the resolutions process down there and some of the big results to come out. And then uh, we'll wrap up by talking with Bryant Kagey, who is our brand new YFNR chairman for the year, who is from Maysville, Missouri in DeKalb County. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. We're talking with Amy Jo Estes, who's a South board member at large for Missouri Farm Bureau's board of directors here at the AFBF annual convention in Atlanta. Amy Jo, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for letting me talk with you guys today.
0: Well, we um, were really excited to have St. Louis County as um, an awardee that was honored here at the uh, AFBF convention. And since your district, uh, the South at Large um, board seat does cover St. Louis County, you were able to come here and um, help them to uh, display what they did to win the award. Can you tell us about what they've done and why uh, St. Louis County was honored?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. I'm so proud of Denny and Val Mertz and the work of their county. They did an amazing job and really um, fulfilled a need in their area. They uh, took advantage of uh, May being Beef Month and partnered with Deerberg's Grocery Store there in St. Louis. um, And along with Illinois Farm Bureau, uh, specifically uh, St. Clair County, Illinois, they worked together to kind of form a partnership. They raised some money and partnered with Deerberg's to uh, kind of do a one-for-one for, one for every pound of beef purchased at one of the Deerberg stores during that two-week period during beef month. We, the donations helped to match the purchases as well, and that was distributed to the local food pantries. So it got protein on the plates of those people that, you know, sometimes get the, the perishable item or the non-perishable items, excuse me, um, and it got some, some, some beef into those, into those families.
0: Yeah, and that was really important, especially with prices going up so much over the past couple of years, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think they ended up uh, distributing uh, thirty-seven hundred, or yeah, thirty-seven hundred pounds of beef um, to to some of those needy families in that area. And I, the food pantries themselves serve over two hundred thousand families in that in that St. Louis area. So it was really um, such a wonderful way to give back. And and again, partnering with our beef producers, you know, some of our local. Um, entities that they're around St. Louis on both sides of the river. So it was just such a great, you know, way to get back.
0: It was, it's, it's a great partnership and it was really recognized pretty well in the St. Louis area. I saw that uh, some of the news stations even picked it up, I believe.
1: Yeah. Even the governor uh, jumped in and helped uh, and had a proclamation and was able to uh, really celebrate the accomplishments of our our producers as well as, um, you know, it being beef month. That was, that was a big, big key for him. Good time of year.
0: Definitely a great tie in there. Well, so the uh, that program that the St. Louis County Board came up with and, and executed so well, they decided to write that up and submit it for an awards competition. And that's uh, what led to them um, being honored here in Atlanta, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, all counties that participate, they there are a lot of special projects. There's a lot of counties in the state of Missouri and, and around the country, from what I got to see today um, that, that have a lot of great ideas, things that work in their County and, and they share the ideas. And that special project was, was submitted and it was accepted by AFBF and um, showcased at, at, the trade show along with, you know, the other States that had submitted entries as well.
0: Yeah. So each County that won uh, this recognition got to set up a little booth at the trade show and um, basically display what they had done, tell other people about it and, and hand out some materials in case other States may be interested in, in, um, seeing a good example and <laughs> stealing it for uh, to use back home. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> so what was it like talking to people as they came through that trade show and saw what uh, St. Louis County had done?
1: Well, it was it was really exciting talking to people and talking about how how simple it really is, you know, just to kind of get that idea out there. Uh, We were able to even talk to uh, folks that were willing to help sponsor for next year. So I don't know if they had planned on doing this next year, but I hope that they do, because we've already got some other people that are interested in joining that effort, which is is amazing. It was great to see ideas from some of the other states that had put forth uh, everything from promotion and education ideas. With COVID, things have changed, obviously, a lot on how we get our information to schools. And they did, uh, one of the the groups did a a books in a box kind of thing where they had all the lessons and they just dropped the box off at the school. And so they were still able to get into classrooms with with an educational kit that they came up with, which I thought was a fantastic idea from the education side of it. Um, Another one of the groups uh, allowed their county farm bureau to partner with a medical facility to actually be a COVID testing site. And with that kind of traffic, they set it up just as a temporary thing back kind of in the height of COVID. And now they have a two day a week clinic, if you will. And so that is getting a lot of traffic to their um, to their farm bureau uh, offices as well.
0: Now, that's great. I really have always thought that, that that saying, the necessity is the mother of invention, you kind of roll your eyes sometimes because you hear it so many times. But I think the past two years have really shown just how true that is.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And some of the other areas that are doing that have a little bit more openness in in their area. Uh, one of the, the groups that was right next to us that I thought was a wonderful idea, especially, you know, in, in our area was they had a, a wine tasting. They had, you know, sold dinner tickets if you will or tickets to the event uh capped it at a certain amount and then had all the local wineries and distilleries in their areas submit products and people could spend the afternoon um you know just kind of tasting and seeing what other things were offered they had food trucks come in and and just made it just a really casual fun event you know again for those areas that are in in a different area that are comfortable and and willing to do that kind of thing. So the the variety of activities was just amazing because it had a little bit of everything. There was promotion and education. There were some things that were more social um, activity and foundation oriented, as well as some other things that were looking at health and safety of folks.
0: Yeah. And also before we wrap this up, I want to point out too, that the uh, Missouri Farm Bureau Foundation for Agriculture was able to uh, receive some money because of the uh, win of this, uh, this program being recognized.
1: Absolutely. Part of uh, the, like you said, the, being awarded the opportunity to come and showcase, uh, AFBF also um, donates, uh, I believe it's $2,500, kind of a scholarship, just a way to keep those things going and keep those great ideas coming. And so um, out of the kindness of St. Louis County, I believe that they were going to um, donate that to the foundation uh, for Missouri Farm Bureau, which was another wonderful opportunity for us to be here and, and being able to do that for the foundation and continue on all that fabulous work that they're doing.
0: Well, it was a a great opportunity to see what so many states are doing. And yeah, hopefully next year we'll have even more counties that end up being honored in this way and we can come back and and do it again.
1: Absolutely. I can't wait. I've already got the wheels turning for next year.
0: All right. Amy Joessis, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. We're here with Bryant Kagey, our new YFNR chairman for the year of 2022, that just uh, was sworn in to that position here at our recent annual meeting in December. Bryant, thanks for joining us.
2: No, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and uh, what got you involved in
2: Farm Bureau, too. Sure. So, yeah, my name's Bryant Kagey. I'm from the Maysville, Missouri area, Decab County, up in northwest Missouri. Um, I'm a third generation family farmer we raise corn soybeans and wheat and also have a beef finishing operation and a cow calf herd uh, my wife Rachel we've been married 11 years we've got two kids Parker who is five and then Kensley who is three they keep us uh, pretty busy and so far at uh, AFBF convention I've really enjoyed my time here uh, getting to know board members state staff a little bit better I um, it 's also been really great to see the the grassroots policy development process that we 've went through um, today, just getting to see uh, the outlooks from different states on how they perceive policy, hearing the debate, and uh, just really seeing that valuable debate process that leads us to uh, a really good policy uh, position
0: yeah, and you actually were on the resolutions committee you and Rachel were this past year as representatives of the YFNR committee, um, how have, how was that uh, that uh, process instructive in, in what you're doing today, and uh, how do you feel like the Missouri process is different from the AFBF process, because it's not exactly the same?
2: They aren't exactly the same, but I think the framework around them are pretty similar. We're still taking um, feedback from individuals at the, the very grassroots level and bringing it forward through a committee, and then proposed in front of a delegate body. So that's what's the same. Um, I'd say the differences are at Missouri, the issues are very Missouri-focused, and uh, here we get into some issues that are not necessarily focused uh, and specific to Missouri but are more specific on broader agriculture across the country.
0: Yeah, it is interesting how we have to balance all the different needs of uh, regions, and it's such, such a diverse country as far as agriculture goes. Missouri is a pretty diverse state as well, but uh, then you come here and meet people from, you know, Maine and uh, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Boy, you talk about diversity. It's very, very different. Um, so how did you, uh, you and Rachel get involved in Farm Bureau back in in uh, your hometown?
2: Yeah, so we moved back to the state in 2018 after being gone for several years with uh, different career moves. And uh, I was able to get a position on the County Farm Bureau Board. And just through that and involvement with others have uh, had the opportunity to get on the um, Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee and then was elected chair uh, just this past uh, December.
0: Good deal. And uh, what do you expect your year to be like here as chairman of YFNR?
2: I expect it to be... uh, busy, a lot of really good things to be involved with to really get a much better understanding for how Missouri Farm Bureau and AFBF function, and also uh, a lot of really good opportunities to build relationships with other young farmers and ranchers on the committee as we plan uh, next year's conference.
0: Well, and the, uh, this year's conference, the 2022 conference, is coming up here in just about a month, so what should people be looking forward to for that?
2: Yeah, we've got some really great speakers that are going to come in. Uh, No matter what uh, part of Missouri agriculture you're involved in, you're going to get opportunities to learn more about those issues and uh, just become better at what you you love to do. Uh, We've also got some really fun, a really fun 80s theme night. It'll be an exciting time just to get together and socialize and and, uh, enjoy uh, being around people once again.
0: Well, and I understand there's also a trivia uh, competition that's going to be happening. You going to be participating?
2: I always participate in trivia when I get the chance, so thoroughly enjoy it, and uh, yeah, always going for the the, the trophy when it comes to trivia.
0: Well, I know you guys are top competitors there. Um, Well, if anybody is interested in going to that, I know they can go to MOFB.org, our website, to sign up. Uh, Any other things you'd like people to be sure to know about before they try to get to uh, Margaritaville?
2: Uh, Some of the registration deadlines are coming up soon. So go on to uh, MOFB.org and uh, find the the page for the YFNR conference and get signed up.
0: Sounds good. All right, Brian Keggy, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm joined here by Spencer Tuma, our Director of National Legislative Programs at the AFBF Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Spencer, thanks for joining us today.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's good to be here.
0: So we're still about uh, halfway through the resolutions process that is at the end of the convention, um, what is how are things looking so far?
3: Yeah, so from a Missouri perspective, uh, we're really excited about the Uh, proposals that we were able to bring to the AFBF convention this year based on policy that was adopted at our annual meeting back in December. So Missouri Farm Bureau actually forwarded 12 recommendations. Uh, So far those are sailing through the AFBF policy development process and there's been a lot of really good meaningful discussion by Farm Bureau voting delegates from all states about various different policies whether that's farm programs or livestock market reporting. Uh, Those are all things that are sparking a lot of discussion Uh, but we're mostly just really glad to be able to gather with our fellow Farm Bureau members from around the country uh, and do the work of the organization.
0: Yeah, last year, unfortunately, they were um, had to move to a virtual format, and we're, we were not able to join in person at uh, San Diego, where we were expecting to be. So this year, here in Atlanta, it's a little bit different because they're trying to make up for that lost time of uh, getting to know each other and see each other in person. Um, the biggest conversation topic so far today has uh, seemed to be about livestock and cattle marketing. Um, Tell us what happened there and um, what the result was of that big debate that lasted a couple hours.
3: This has been a topic of discussion for uh, the past several months, and I guess it's kind of stringing into years as we get further and further away from some of the more volatile market disruptions we saw in the cattle industry, uh, caused initially, I would say, by the fire at the Holcomb Packing Plant in Kansas, uh, and followed shortly after by the COVID-19 pandemic and the shutdown and issues with the supply chain that we've seen uh, on the cattle processing side. Uh, So a lot of discussion by voting delegates today about whether or not American Farm Bureau is going to be supportive of what I'll refer to as regional minimums for negotiated cash trade in the cattle markets. Now, previously, American Farm Bureau policy stated that we uh, didn't necessarily have a position on whether or not we agreed with the mandates overall, but there was room for negotiation on how we thought those mandates should be structured. Uh, Delegates today, just uh, in the past couple of hours, did adopt policy opposing any government mandate on minimum cash trade in the livestock industry so that uh, it garnered a lot of discussion delegates spoke for over an hour on the various uh, issues related uh, for or against that type of proposal uh, and ultimately American Farm Bureau is coming down opposed to that.
0: Now, what other things have been happening here at the convention? This is uh, towards the end of the convention. The last item of business is to get the resolutions done, but there have been several more things that have happened over the past couple of days. What have you enjoyed the most about that?
3: Right. Yeah. So I enjoy, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for personal and professional development at the American Farm Bureau meeting. And whether you're attending the meeting as a farmer and rancher coming to learn skills that you may be able to take back to your operation, uh, or whether you're a member of state Farm Bureau staff like I am and and learning about uh, different issues and things that are going on on Capitol Hill and hearing from experts and economists that uh, I personally may not have the opportunity to interact with on a regular basis. So, um, but I will say for me this time, it's really been great to get to see a lot of people who I haven't been able to see in a while. I always joke, we we always say, it's not really joking, that Farm Bureau is like a family. And uh, I always joke that I only see some of my closest friends a couple times a year because all of the other Farm Bureau lobbyists who do what I do live in other states. And so uh, when we do have the opportunity to get together, I really enjoy that.
0: And if anybody has uh, had an interest in coming to this, is it only for board members or can anybody come?
3: Anybody's welcome to attend the American Farm Bureau Convention. Uh... We, we welcome anybody from Missouri who wants to participate. Uh, there's a lot of people from Missouri who come who have maybe been involved in Farm Bureau at various levels in the past. So you're a county president. Uh, maybe you're just a member who's interested. Uh, if the convention is going to uh, be somewhere near you or even if it's not, uh, you're welcome to register. Uh, we can certainly help you do that at the Missouri Farm Bureau Home Office. Or you're welcome to register on your own, and we'd love to connect with you and, and have you join us as the Missouri delegation, as we say.
0: Yeah. And next year's is going to be a real destination event at Puerto Rico. I don't know that that's real close to anyone, but they may want to go because it's far. So if somebody's interested in that, uh, who should they reach out to at the home office?
3: So your primary contact is going to be Eric Vollmer, who's our Senior Director of Field Services at the home office. He's in charge of coordinating our convention attendance, and uh, he'll be able to answer any questions you have. But if you are curious and maybe don't know where to start or have questions about the American Farm Bureau annual meeting, I'd encourage you to reach out. Out to any staff member or your state board member to talk to them about what it's been like uh, and why you might, uh, why it might be a good fit for you to join us.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Spencer. Appreciate all the work you've done to get ready for this and good luck as we wrap up here in just a few minutes.
3: All right. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.